walk with the dreamers, the believers, the courageous, the cheerful, the planners, the doers, the successful people with their heads in the clouds and their feet on the ground. Let their spirit ignite a fire within you to live this world better than when you found it. Good morning, fellow pilgrims, travelers on a funny path of life. I am actually going to hit the road early this morning. <laughs> Yesterday started a lot later than usual. I wanted to because I wanted to make it to the bakery. I, I was thinking they would be closed in the evening on Saturday, which would be typical of a Spanish schedule, which it was. And uh, so around 10.30 in the morning is when I started the walk. And then yesterday was... Uh, almost no wind and a full sun and uh, <laughs> get a little burn and the pavement was a reality check the pavement felt quite hot on my feet so which made me realize ooh, I mean even though I've been going for months now you know on my feet uh, <laughs> anyway not a big deal because if somehow the streets of Andalusia turned out to be too hot for me. Of course I will wear a shoe. I'm not gonna burn my feet. This is not that important for me to do the the Camino barefoot. Although I would like to. But anywho, uh, today we'll talk about uh, one of my most impactful and favorite book in a way. Uh, kind of an actually an oxymoron too. Um, the Alchemist by Paolo Coelho and uh, sharing my recording of uh, my walk on the beach and thinking about communication, active listening and some other random thoughts. Wishing you all a great day and remember that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Well, I just realized there's actually almost no wind. Today on the beach, the first time in uh, quite a long time. And on my way down, I was helping a German practice his French. And I was thinking how harder it is to flow by myself. You know, I have a lot of ideas and thoughts that uh, flows through my brain course, course through my brain. Here we go. That's a word I was looking for. And, uh, but it's hard to keep them flowing, you know, to keep them energized when it's just me. There's something to be said about exchanging ideas with somebody else. And not, not only because you have somebody else to vent to, eh? but that you do express, you know, you share what you think, what you feel. And you also, when it's a time for the other person, you listen to what they say. What becomes important is not what you think about what they say, but to really be connected with them. And that's something that I am also learning more and more 
in the past, I had the tendency when oh, I have a great thought about what you just said, and uh, it was almost impossible to prevent me from interrupting the person to share what I was saying, or to ask a question, or whatever the case may be. And I'm not saying that never asking or never interrupting is not it either. Of course, sometimes it's like, I'm sorry, I don't understand, can you repeat, or can you explain, of course. But then the idea to break the flow of the person, because you are thinking of something that you think is more important than to let the person finish his or her thoughts. And I am, I am seeing the importance of honoring the, the person's space to, to express and then to process whatever it is that he or she wants to express. Because sometimes, as you are saying it, you are you're putting into a, a shape that you never have before. And sometimes you have to put a little effort and it might cost you a little time. You know, some people can be very efficient in very few words. And there is something to be said also about somebody who would go on and on and on and on and on, you know. And that, that also is kind of unrealistic also to expect somebody to just <laughs> listen to you for 15, 20 or 30 minutes um, as you ramble on. And to me, it feels at this point that that person is actually... We're not having a conversation, you know, it's, it's more of a lecture. And uh, that is interesting. I like the opportunity, you know, to, to practice. But that is very challenging for me to, to be able to, <laughs> to be in that seat. So far, you know, I am looking forward to more opportunity. But it is challenging. Uh, but I am. I, I do the, the whole active listening I realize, I think on a few occasions, with Pilar, it just comes naturally. Very rarely do I find myself uh, interrupting her. Uh, it's, that's another great thing with her. I just love also, you know, listening to her uh, when she shares and express what she feels or what she thought or her life or whatever it may be. Uh, I, I love the, the back and forth. And, and that there is no rush, and that it's not, it's not important what I'm thinking at any given time. If it stays, you know, if it sticks, then in the end I can ask, or I can bring it up. Or if not, then it more likely wasn't that important in the first place. And, uh, man, what a beautiful day. What a beautiful day in uh, southern Spain. So... Yeah, thinking about the, the art of communication. Hmm. So I was talking to this uh, German man, you know, we were talking about uh, the COVID situation and about the vaccine and AstraZeneca, and I'm like, I'm done, you know, I'm like, I, I don't, you know, I would have no problem taking the AstraZeneca vaccine if, if I had to. I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way to get vaccinated. It's just, uh, it's not a priority, but I would have no issue uh, taking it as well. Uh, I just, 
there's so much conspiracy theory going on about the big brother watching you, about this, about that. It's like, I'm just done. I don't care. It's just not worth my time and energy. And it's like this kind of fear and paranoia that there is a somebody out there or something, an entity, a company, the, the oil company, the pharmaceutical company, the government, the whatever it is, your neighbor, that, uh, that they're after you and then you have to watch out and you have to protect yourself. And I just, yeah, I just, uh, <laughs> I just don't care about that anymore. You know, things are going to be what they're going to be. I'm going to do what I'm going to do, you know, but I, I, I don't I don't need to think about it much more than that. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was telling him, his name is Peter, and I was telling him that uh, it's all good. You know, it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be a politician. I have never been one. I never want to be one. Uh, I don't care. I couldn't care less about becoming a politician. I don't share, you know. I don't share all the the values, and I don't understand. And but I am. I can't judge a politician because I have no idea what it takes to become one and how the game is played. You know, same as being a a multinational company. I have no idea what it means to be such a monster. How does something behave? Like the, the tanker in a, I don't think it's called a tanker actually. A tanker is a, I think it's for oil. But those mega ship that carry like all those containers, uh, that get stuck in a Suez Canal. I don't know if it's still stuck there. But like, how does how do things like that behave? You know what? You know it's like, it, it's it would be, it would just blow my brains out trying to understand it. So yeah, I just don't want to go into that anymore. You know, they, I just, I, I don't want to see good guys and bad guys. There's just guys. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I get it down. They're just guys. They're just guys playing, you know. And I have my values and I have my beliefs and opinions and I will behave according to those. But they are mine. They are what works for me. They are not, they are not the, the blueprint for everybody. They're mine. You know, and, and it's, and, and for me, it makes me sick to realize that for so long I was trying to impose my blueprint on somebody else's. And let's not forget, I have no really idea of who I'm talking to because I can't get out of my own shoes. I cannot stop being Anthony. So talking to somebody else is basically me projecting myself into their skin, you know, thinking I know them, and then making the assumption, if I was you, this is what I would do. And... Uh, how silly, how arrogant of me to have done that. Instead of, yeah, this is kind of how I see it. You know, this is me. But you, I have no idea what you should do, my friend, because I'm not you. You know, that's your job. That's your responsibility. And of course, it changes if then you're talking about friends, or very dear friend, or your loved ones. You know, then we have different luggage. But, you know, you, you, you may share things that with a different quality because you would know the person differently. And therefore, you could charge your statement differently. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether it's your mother that you've known for 60 years, your son, your husband, it doesn't matter. We don't know them. We do not know. We don't even know ourselves. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> do we do we know ourselves? You know, anybody out there that believes, yeah, I know exactly who I am? I would say bravo, my friend. Bravo. If that's really the case, wow. Please be my teacher because I still don't know. And I don't see the end of that tunnel. Uh, it seems to be that's kind of what life is. <laughs> this kind of uh, uh, rabbit hole of, of ignorance. And bl I wouldn't say blissful ignorance. But just that uh, I have no idea. And I don't. I, I would be very skeptical. It would raise a red flag uh, if somebody would state, yes, I know. Those for me are, they are not dangerous people, but they are people I don't want anything to do with. Somebody who stayed that. That's, that's just not interesting. But somebody who has had an experience, who has come up with an understanding of his life, who has acquired some individual conditional wisdom, that I love to hear. You know, and it comes in this dirty package. You know, it's not like a, right or wrong it's just uh, this shit happened to me and I'm still here <laughs> or and I'm still doing it or whatever it is you know my uh, the image of the, the the skin of a snake doesn't come off until it's fully dry and dead you know we will keep repeating saying I, I like that image I'm sorry I really do that I'm going to keep repeating things until it is really clear and until that act is done and then when I have done it to its death, then the skin will be shaved and then I will look at it and I was like, oh wow, that's what I used to do. You know, like uh, when we were so young, we were just on our forelegs. Yeah, we weren't able to walk. Who, once he became able to walk, ever went back to crawl? Who does that? I, I think that that's just a normal order of things. There are processes. It takes time for things to come to the fruition, to the to the ripening and then eventually to rot and then die and then and then the cycle goes on and on and on but there is an evolution it kind of looks like the same but there is an evolution and I could actually tie that to again conversation communicating and to me anyway I, I am loving that challenge it is actually it's a little daunting yeah it's a little overwhelming to think of my goodness, it is so hard for me to remain connected and to really not only value and cherish that connection, but to stay with it instead of worrying so much about all the words and putting so much energy in understanding everything that's being said. But to be with a person, to be, to have that awareness, presence of mind and spirit, and to be with them and listen to them with your heart and with everything. Yeah, to listen to them with everything you get. That it's the most important thing in your life right now. And I'm talking of, well, no, actually that's not true. I would say it more than likely goes for any conversation. For me, it is a little tricky uh, with just anybody, but people that I feel a connection it is a lot easier. So I still have ground to cover to, you know, like people talk about the Dalai Lama. When they talk to him, it just feels like they are the most important person in the universe. You know, 
and somehow I, I would uh, dare to to guess that that may be it that he may just be a master at the art of active listening you know that that being in whatever you do and to really being into whatever you do instead of thinking of something else or being everywhere else you know or thinking about what you're going to do tomorrow what's happened yesterday to just be here now hmm. it sounds very sweet you know <laughs> easier say easier said than done but i like it. it you know it's cliche but i think it's a, it's a great one be here now be here now anyway uh, hoping i'm not going to get too burned today but anyway wanted to share a little bit of my uh, barefoot traveling monkey wisdom i hope uh, you're having a good day i'm hoping to get uh we'll see i'm thinking between a four to six hour uh, workout today and uh, but that's a what a gorgeous day I just hope I don't get too, too much burned it's, it is a cloudless uh, full Sunday today love to y'all and y'all have a great rest of uh, the day remember that today the first day of the rest of your life oh take number two I wasn't sure that the, my headset was connected I am actually uh, heading down the stairs, I wait to start my my walk early. Uh, like I said yesterday, I studied a lot later than usual, and uh, and it was my longest, a little over five hour walk yesterday. And uh, part of the pavement in Coney uh, when I get back felt hot, and we are just in April. <laughs> It was kind of a reality wake-up call. Anyway, today I want to uh, I want to enjoy a cooler, cooler morning, a cooler hike. Uh, I was thinking of taking a day off, but I realized no, I don't. I want to enjoy. My life is <laughs> such that uh, it is kind of a a big part of my day. I am in purgatory right now, you know, in that waiting room. Anyway. No, no, I don't feel bad for myself, but it is, it is a reality, this, you know, I'm just waiting for Pilar, I'm waiting for the, the, the 7 of May, you know, to, to go see her and then close that loop and then start the Camino and looking forward to it. And meanwhile, in those uh, three upcoming weeks, I'm going to keep uh, conditioning myself you know and uh, be ready for the Camino so after that nice little introduction you're welcome you're very welcome you are so welcome and uh, I want to talk about the alchemist the, I would have to say the most impactful book of my life by Paolo Coelho. That book came in my lap in, uh, oof, mm, I guess August. Sounds right, yeah, August of '95. I uh, I had quit uh, my job, a great job I had in London at the Radisson Hampshire Hotel on Leicester Square, uh, a fancy hotel. 
Great, great job. I love the chef I worked under, the head chef from Scotland, Colin Button. And, uh, oh, hola, hola. and uh, I, uh, I went to Czechoslovakia, I went to Prague, I rented, no, actually, hold on, hold on. So, I, uh, in June, in June of 1995, I left the job after a year and a half. And I went to my sister, Eva, to a, to a camping, uh, to a pizzeria she had on a camping in there. Uh, on Ile d'Oléron, you'll have to look it up, Ile d'Oléron, O-L-E-R-O-N, and Ile is Iceland, uh, I-L-E, Ile d'Oléron, and uh, spent time there, and then eventually ended up uh, renting a car from there, and then drove from there to Venice, and then to, uh, to Prague. And when I came back, I picked up this uh, hitchhiker in France, stayed at his place, and then he had uh, we had a gathering, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah, I ended up doing a cookout for some for him and some friends, and it was a nice uh, nice gathering. And then this couple came, and she had the book, The Alchemist. And I guess I don't know if I asked her for it or what, but anyway, I ended up reading it, and then I realized. Uh, there's no way I was not going to finish that book, and we're talking about '95, you know, no internet, no none of uh, none of all that goodness, or that I know that I knew of anyway. And books were not that easy to to get by. Some of them, anyway, you had to order. And anyway, and the next morning, I ended up leaving very early with a book, the only book I ever stole in my life, because I had to finish it. And so, a book I've read many, many times. I kind of know it by heart. And still, from time to time, I read it. And uh, yeah, so let's start, I guess, with a little synopsis. Sorry, so if you have not read it and you want to read it, then uh, might as well read it and then listen to this podcast later. But uh, I'm going to talk about it. So, Santiago, a shepherd from uh, the field of Andalusia. <laughs> and where is Anthony right now? Anyway, so he lived in a field, his parents wanted him to be a priest, but he wanted to travel. He wanted something different. So there is a little uh, uh, rebellion spirit for you there at work. And uh, so his father gave him his inheritance, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, ended up uh, buying a flock of sheep and that became his life and traveled the field and he knew the country well. and the people and where to go, you know. And he was reading also. He liked reading books. They made a good pillow. And he had this dream, this recurrent dream. So one day he was in this town and he had a little time to kill. So he went to see this palm reader and uh, to try to get, make sense of the dream. And uh, that basically was a dream, really started a journey for him. You know, from that woman meeting the king, Michel Desek. Well, I'm not sure I'm saying this one right, but that doesn't matter. Basically meeting her, meeting the king, then getting robbed in Tanger, and uh, meeting the Englishman and the caravan, and then meeting Fatima, and then eventually meeting or finding his treasure. <clears throat> Oh, actually, no, meeting the alchemist, 
and then finding his treasure. And uh, just a story and I guess what calls to me, yeah, what I find very, very interesting is the idea of, uh, uh, I'm sorry, hold on, I got to look at something here. It is okay, 810, 8.10, 8.10, 8.10, sorry, when I started. So I think I'll do about a four-hour walk today. So um, the story about somebody who ends up going his own way. He doesn't really talk about what is it about, you know, why, you know, why would you not uh, listen to your parents or, or go, go the way, but what would you, the idea of following one's dream. And there are, there are some uh, expression, there are some quotes in there in a book that I really, I really enjoy. You know, the universe inspired to it. You know, when you really yearn for your dream or when you, when you want to follow your dream, the universe will conspire to help you. Talks about beginner's luck and then meeting people and omens, reading omens, you know, special signs and things happening. And uh, that things take a different dimension. And also talking about, you know, even though your your heart may betray you, this is your best friend and, you know, trust it. And, and there is definitely a lot more that I could enter into when it comes to being betrayed by, by one's heart. And uh, so this book, The, the Alchemist, about the, this boy, young boy, not educated, you know, Nothing special that just uh, chooses to listen to his dream. It was a good, the bad, and the ugly. And of course, in the end, in the book, it's uh, your Walt Disney happy ending, your Hollywood black and white. But uh, there's just something about the book. And what's interesting is it's the only book of Paulo Coelho I like. <laughs> I don't consider him a good writer. Uh, <laughs> all of it, Veronique wants to die by the uh, river, uh, whatever, I forgot the name, I, I sat down and I cried, and, you know, uh, Veronique decides to die, the woman who wants to kill herself, and there's something about which, which is a fifth mountain, you have, uh, anyway, you have, you have a wide range, I've read quite, I mean, I've read most of his, well, I don't know about most, I don't know how many he wrote, but I just don't consider him a good writer, actually. Uh, just a average run-of-the-mill guy, but this book is just, to me, it just stands out. Like it's, it's not really. I mean, I think it has a little bit to do with him, with Paulo Coelho, because he was a rebel when he was young, you know, against his parents. I mean, he had electroshock therapy, and uh, he was in a rock band, and I mean, he had a very interesting, uh, turbulent teenage and uh, early adult life. Kind of interesting, and from there. To join this, I don't think it was a Knight Templar, but some kind of like order of knights and something changed in his life. But, uh, um, but there's something about that book, and even when he wrote it, when he wrote the book, that it was declined by publishers after publishers after publisher, and it just uh, it held on, he held on to his dream, and. Uh, I mean, I know, in his case, you know, his dream became what? Uh, 
there are like 46 or 50 or so million copies have been sold. So, you know, it became a huge bestseller translated in so many languages and, you know, so many people in the world will talk and then will feel something when you talk, when you mention the name The Alchemist, they will say, oh, yes, you know, it has, it resonates. And to me, <clears throat> the idea of like channeling comes to mind that sometime, I mean, he was a writer, you know, he wrote, I mean, he wrote in a, some kind of a newspaper or something, a journal, a magazine, something, I forgot. So he had, he had writing skills and that somehow he became this portal, he became this channel for something to come through him because I, I just don't see, I don't see a mind writing that book, you know, I see a mind being needed, you know, to, to put words together, but that this story has more to do than just words and sentences and, and a story and just something. That, uh, something about it. So The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. Uh, the story about somebody who chooses to follow his dream, to follow his heart. Oh, we have the, we have the, sounds like the local from the last night party, <laughs> having churros, it looks like, yeah? Yeah, it looks like they're in churros. It's like fried though. I had that once with Pilar and in Coney Island. Well, that was horrible to me. It's, uh, yeah, just fried though with like a very hot, thick chocolate. Uh, I mean, when you, you have to be careful if, uh, if you're in Spain and you ask for hot chocolate, if you don't say for colacao, then the colacao is your regular next week, you know, your your milky uh, chocolate. But the other one is like a, <laughs> it's like a sauce, you know, it's thick. Anyway, but here we are in Cornell and I'm uh, overcast actually, quite overcast morning. So <laughs> I'm glad because I did it. I mean, I know, I, I don't think my, what I got burned with yesterday will turn into anything bad, but uh, definitely... Uh, I got a little beating on the, the sun yesterday. But the body feels great, ready for another day. And on this note, my friend, I wish you a great day. And remember that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Home. Oh.